Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody tuned in to the Running Deep podcast with me, your host, Kent Mullins. Look, thank you so much once again. I, you know, It means the world to me that you guys actually want to listen to my story, listen to what I have to offer and, you know, Go with the flow on this one because, again, I'm very new to this space and I'm I'm still trying to figure it all out. But, you know, thank you so much once again. And, you know, last week's or the week before's podcast was a massive hit. Um, a lot of people tuned in for that one and I got a lot of positive feedback. And, you know, that's the thing. I wasn't after positive feedback, but a lot of people were like, wow, I didn't realize that was sort of, you know, the path you took at one point. Um, and you, you turned it all around. Um, but yeah, you know, thank you so much again. And I, I'll keep, I'll repeat that as many times as I possibly can because it does mean the world to me. You know, you guys giving me a follow, giving me feedback, giving me something, um, you know, because you value what I have to say, it, mean, it, means, it means a lot. It really does because I have been through um, some troubles. And, you know, of course, there are other people out there who have had worse troubles than me. Um, and I'm not playing that down. I'm just, you know, p- people want to listen to my story and I'm getting out there and doing it. So, again, thank you so much. Now, getting into this week's episode, it's this one's a tough one for me because I, I'm i going to be honest, I don't know where to start and I don't know where to finish. Um, this week's topic I want to talk about to you guys is, you know, mental health, depersonalization and addiction, how it all played out uh, you know, for me as a person and how it really affected me as, you know, if you listen to the first podcast, it gave you, you know, a a broad, um, storyline, you know, a nice narrative to connect to and understand. Um, but this one is more, you know, the mental health topic, not the broad, um, you know, as I said, narrative. So, you know, this one, I, I'm going to bit of, I'm going to put a bit of thought into, but yeah, look, enjoy enjoy the episode and let me know what you think. Um, but you know, let's get into it. And we're back. Where do we start? Where is a good starting point for this topic? because I could ramble on about addiction and mental health problems forever. This could be a two, three-hour podcast. Um, But again, I don't have that much time to record. So, you know, whilst the kids aren't around, it gives me a good little, you know, 30, 40-minute slot here. Um, But, you know, I I think a good starting point um, for first-time listeners and, you know, just to summarize everything, I deal with mental health problems like a lot of us who are listened and tuned in um you know depersonalization uh anxiety isn't one anymore i I have dealt with that and and that sort of dissipated over its own course Um, but the other one you know is depression um now you know how does that all play in with my story and how did that sort of manifest itself uh so with that one it all started uh, and this is this is this can be you know ha- leading up to this point, and this was the tipping point. Uh, well, I lived in Melbourne for about three years. Party scene was you know a lifestyle of mine. And one morning I woke up. 
I felt quite heavy behind the eyes. I didn't feel quite right. Um, a bit hungover. And, you know, I that feeling never stopped. It actually got worse. And I realized there was something wrong. And later to find out that it was depersonalization disorder. Now, depersonalization disorder, if you know what I'm talking about, it is one of the scariest things, uh, feelings, emotions, I don't know what you want to call it, that I've ever come across in my life. Now it's okay, but at the time, it was it was real, it was raw, it was, it was quite fucked, to be honest. Um, now, what is depersonalization? It is being disconnected from oneself, from one's identity, and not being able to come back into my reality. Now, the best way, and I, I said this in episode one, the best way to describe how I feel on a daily basis um, is if you put on a, a virtual reality headset and you look around in your reality and you're just not there, you can see everything. You can feel the. You can feel what's going on. You can, you know, be in that moment, but you're not actually there. That is the best way I can f- uh, describe how I feel every single day. And when that first initially happened, it it was it was terrifying because I I thought, have I taken it too? No, my first initial thoughts were, have I taken it too far? with drugs and alcohol, am I stuck in a trip? Because it had that intensity to it, because I had never felt anything like this other than when I, you know, did take acid or something like that. I'm not saying I'm stuck in a trip, but something happened in my brain overnight that I just never fully recovered from it. Now, I use it as a tool to see things in a different perspective, see things in a different light. But I can tell you right now, it did not happen overnight. It, I, I, and I can't stress this enough. It, it's taken three or four years to finally come to terms that I'm going to be okay. Um, now, you know, other it's it's very hard to hear when you when you go talk to a, a psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever, either one. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, I don't know which one I which what the definition of either is, but that's okay. I'll figure it out. Um, You know, to go into one of those specialists and for them to not really understand what you're talking about, what you're feeling like, is is fucked. Because you tell them what you're feeling and how you, you know, how you see the world and and they think, you know, that there's no... (laughs) Depersonalization isn't something that, you know is really studied about it. There's not really much known, but it's there. Uh, and what I found out, it is a trauma response to things that you know I've shut off in the past, and that's exactly what it is. It's a trauma response, but I haven't figured out how to get back yet. And that's okay, and it will take time. And I'll tell you what, if I don't get back to normal Kent ever again, I'm still making impact with how I am now. So I'm happy, and I'm content with this emotion and feeling. Um, but going back, you know, I, I would go in and see these specialists and they go, oh, you know, and they try to put it back onto depression. I'm like, oh, fuck, I know what depression is. I know what that feeling's like, but this is something I've never experienced, nor does, you know, there's a few things on the internet, but, you know, I don't know anyone that's gone through this unless they've been on drugs. Um, you know, so that was quite a, 
uh, when I say a low point, it was if not one of the lowest points in my life. Now, you know, getting through that, especially being alone in, because when I moved to Melbourne, I moved there uh, by myself, uh, not by myself, sorry, with my uh, partner Jess at the time, and she was flying, um, and I was left, I was left alone to my own devices for, you know, three or four days a week in a foreign state, you know, foreign city, didn't know anyone, knew, you know, one or two family members, and that's it, so, it was quite scary to navigate that that emotion because you know I've got no one to talk to um, oh getting a bit emotional on this one um, but yeah what do you do you, you know you so you, again this is how it all manifests itself you, you you start you can you can start to connect the dots with this one because you know I, I'm alone I don't have any friends or family here, everyone's away, my partner's away, and my way of coping is alcohol. That was the first thing. Alcohol, I think alcohol with everything in my life that went bad was was the thing I went to because as soon as you had that first sip, as soon as you got a bit tipsy, things got good because it was just, even though my reality was already um, distorted, you could say, Having that little first, you know, sip of alcohol was numbing. It numbed that sensation and suddenly it was okay. And I felt good and, you know, you end up becoming drunk and everything, you know, cool. Everything's all good. And then you come back the next day and it's, you know, suddenly worse. Um, You know, and then you can see where this plays out again with um, depression so a, a key point is I again I have always I have always been you know or had some sort of depression high low you know what I mean it's always been there but I never really understood it and it all came together pretty much in Melbourne I um yeah you know I wanted to you know at, at times I wanted to fucking kill myself I could not stand the feel I could not physically stand the feeling of being so disconnected from myself in such a um horrend- I'm going to say horrendous in, a, in such a horrendous way because it was a it was it was a physical feeling you know looking down at my hands and realizing that's not my hands even though they were but thinking I was looking into a movie you know scared the fuck out of me I didn't want to live this reality. I didn't want to be here in my own body. So, you know, you can understand how those thoughts progress and start to uh, develop into this depression. Um, And you can see how I would mend that by substances. You know, if I didn't have to be in my body and I could be somewhere else, fucking give it to me. Now, you know, that gives you a really, i tell you what, in eight minutes or nine minutes, I think I summed up a, a very deep topic of my life, and I think I did it quite well. I hope hope it came across in a way that you could understand and connect yourself to, and, and I hope you can un- pull something from that. Now, taking this next step was, okay, how do I get better? How do I 
you know, use what I've got now and everything around me to get better. So, boom, straight away, I signed up to a gym. I put myself in an uncomfortable position. Even though I was going to the gym at, you know, at that time, I hadn't signed up to anything. I was doing you know, bits and pieces, home workouts and stuff like that. So I signed up to Fitness First in Brighton, Brighton uh, in Melbourne. And um, you know, I connected with the guy behind the front desk immediately. You know, And that was one of the... Again... When I look back, it's always you, you connect the dots when you're looking back. Meeting this guy was like, you know, I'm not alone. I'm no longer alone. And it, it was a turning point in my predicament. It, was, it really was. You know, he didn't know that I was going through some really heavy shit. But, you know, I didn't have to tell him. He didn't have to know. He, he was just, he ended up being and still is to this day a really, really good mate of mine. Um, so if you're listening to this, Alex, shout out to you, Pogger. You um, well, you know, one of my part of the first tipping point in my life to you know the road to recovery. Now, a key point you can take from you know that little segment there is it's all about connection, and it's funny. Look back on your life. Look back on you know, like for example, my running community or the running community in general, not my, just my run, but, you know, classes you do or when you go into work with really, really good workmates or anything to do with a community, take a look at how it makes you feel. Once you're connected with people, look at friend friend and family gatherings. Again, I'm just saying as a, as a generalized thing, you know, you might hate your family or whatever. That's getting away from the point. But connection is one of the biggest healers, in my opinion. Now, let me get this straight. Everything I say in these upcoming podcasts are from my own experience and my own opinion. This, I'm not, I'm not telling people how to live their life. I am only hoping that if you are going through something like this, depersonalization, anxiety, depression, you can listen to this podcast and take something from it through my experience and through the guests I will have on this podcast experience. So please, and if you do get offended, I, that's the last thing I want to do. Um, but let's agree to disagree. If, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. Um, and again, this is my own opinion and experience. So again, I apologize if I do offend anyone, but this is how it is. Um, So yeah, skipping forward, connection, that first connection I had with with someone that actually cared. And I've had many, many tipping points sort of things throughout this journey. As As I've said in the past, the road to recovery is not linear or by any means. It is, you know, it, it has its highest highs and its lowest lows. There's going to be peaks and valleys. There are going to be times, you know, you relapse. You might not relapse, but for me, I have. Um, you know, there's a lot of up, ups and downs, and that's a part of it. You know, you're going to heal one day, and you're going to feel shit the next. And I think... It's, it's a very healthy way to look at it. It really is. Without the yin, you know, you don't get the yang. You need both. 
Um, so I think if you are going through it, please take, you know, this key point is community. Being around good people that make you feel good, that bring you out of that slump. And I know that taking that first step is, is one of the hardest and most daunting parts. But once you do, it, it, it can potentially change your life. And, and I'm not saying it will. These are all tips and tricks. This isn't, you know, if you do this, this will happen. No, it could happen because it helped me. And a, a, a generalization here with people I know, it has worked for them as well who are going through the same thing. Um, so, you know, community is a massive one, especially when it comes to mental health. Um, and just sort of pulling pulling yourself out of those certain triggers and situations that, that tend to set you off. You know, my, my big thing was if I went out partying, blah, 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 and got caught up in a deep conversation, end up talking about myself about, you know, the self-loathing, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know exactly, you know, you're a bit pissed and you stuck it. You know, you, you start talking about the world's problems and solving them there and then on the night. But you end up, you know, for me, I ended up talking about myself and my problems and there was never a solution. You know, that was the sad part. It was like, oh, that's not good for you, Kent. And that always affected me. And I, you know, I always thought someone else would have the answer and someone else would, you know, hey, take this pill and you're going to feel much better. No, it doesn't work like that. And if that was the case, you know, we would have a zero suicide rate. Um, that's as simple as it is. But it's a process. It really and truly is. You know, there is no special... And this is the thing. I found there's a lot of... And again, I don't want to offend anyone. But if, if you understand what I'm trying to put down here, you know, if you pick up what I'm trying to put down... There's a lot of these gurus and you know people trying to sell you something on Instagram or social media or in life. Um, you know if if you meditate for five minutes every morning, you will cure your depression or or any mental health. I tell you what, it definitely fucking helps, but that's not gonna solve what's going on. You have to do the work on the inside, and when I say work, I mean really want to get better. You have to tick off every box and say, I have tried everything in my power to make my feel, my, myself feel better. And the tough reality is it, it is, it's hard. It's hard getting better. Um, it, 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 it truly is. And only you can save you. Uh, and uh, please, I, I, I have to reiterate this. I'm not saying that you're not going to get better. I'm not, I'm not giving you advice. This, this is just something, if you're listening and you need this, or need to listen to this, that you need to realize that I'm, I'm, I'm only doing it from experience. And only you, as tough as it is, can save you. And I figured that out very late, <laughs> unfortunately, because I always thought someone was going to come in and save me. And that person is only you. You know, I wish... I, I could set up, you know, a, a two-day course that's going to get you better. I wish there was a special pill. I wish there was a yoga class or Pilates class or, you know, vegetarian or vegan eating diet or something like that would that would save you. But it's not. You've really got to look at your life. Look at your life like a pie chart, you know, and, and break it down. Where in your life 
you you need to you know focus that energy to get yourself better um you know if you have to cut a certain person out to make you feel better that's a good start if you need to have time to yourself that's a good start you know there's so many aspects and this is a very tough topic and this is why I get passionate about it is it's not just a quick fix there are so many different aspects to mental and getting your mental health right it's not just one or two it, it could be 15 or 16 things in your life you need to focus on to get better but starting with one is the best way to go just just start with one and eventually things will progress and you start to master that craft and and you move on to the next and eventually eventually and it might take 10 years it might take a month it re- it's up to your body and your brain well it's not up to your body or brain because you wouldn't be in that predicament if you chose um sorry i'm getting carried away on this one um but you can you can understand what i'm trying to say here is that overall it's hard and and only you can do it really only you can do it and and talking to people and as i said community talking to people running or exercise in general are, are a perfect starting point um so that's you know it's a, a, a really good way to look at it from my perspective and how i see mental health and you know people going through mental health because none of us want to f- be here i still deal with depression quite I wouldn't say quite badly. I still have my days. And for those who have depression, you know what I'm talking about. Those days where you're in that negative self talk loop, you know, you're putting yourself down. Everything sucks. Uh but the next day, you know, you're really high and you're perked up and you know, life's not as bad as it was yesterday. You know, so my biggest, you know, tip and advice I would give for anybody struggling is just take every day as it comes you know you're only human living a human experience and you will get these bad days and you will have really good days and um, and you know it's what you do in those certain circumstances that will make you who you are or i i should say the person you want to become um you 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 will overcome this but it it will take time and effort and lots of energy and lots of days spent you know craving a beer lots of, or if you do have addiction problems or 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 craving something that you know you're missing out i think that's a really good segue into you know overcoming addiction and i wouldn't say you know i'm completely cured i'm not cured when it comes to addiction or anything like that and i'm going to be very real and raw with you as the listeners right now on saturday the uh, let's have a look on saturday sorry i'm just getting up my well let's put it this way last saturday i broke my sobriety uh which i'm really really not proud about and there's a few things i struggled with over that weekend that sent me into this hole now i i drank I had a big night, a quite a very very big night. And you know, I woke up with a hangover, blah 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 blah. Um, and I hated myself. I really did. I really, you know, I felt I let you know, you guys down as the listeners and the people that follow and have followed my journey. Um, 
I, you know, I felt I left my family. I felt I left a lot of you guys down, including my family and whatnot. And most of all, I let myself down. Now, I'll tell you right now, I'm human. It was a mistake. And I'm no, it's not even a mistake because going sober is my choice. No one else. So I'm not letting any of you guys down. I'm letting myself down. But the silver lining in that and the way I look at it from a different perspective is, you know, at least I've put myself up on this pedestal and went, hey, you know, I've gone sober for five, five months, six months. And, you know, I, I fucked up. I made a mistake. I had a beer because I couldn't control my own emotions. So that's a learning curve in itself. But at least, you know, I have that sense of pride to go and, and to feel disappointed that I let myself down. That's a really good way to look at it. Now, over that weekend, I I fell into a very dark place. I and I the thing is, I know how to navigate this place now. I'm I am the driver, and I know where to go, and I know what emotions were coming, and I knew how to deal with them bit through experience. And those emotions were guilt, hate, you know, just that self, that just dark hatred towards myself. And do you know what my first initial thing to do was? I need to go out for a run to clear my head. And this all ties in with addiction because people say to me, oh, Kent, your, your running has become, you know, your new drinking or coke habit. And I was like, well, yeah, in a way it has. So I'm in this dark place. I'm, I'm not feeling good. What's my first thing to do? In the past was to keep drinking, to have another line, to, you know, to get really fucked up again. So now, with this new state of mind, it's running. So my first initial thought was to go for a run to get away from my problem, to literally run away from my problem. Now, you can see where this is all tying in with, with, with in it, or in itself. And I sat up and I fucking went, no way is this happening. I am going to sit with my emotions. I'm going to sit there and go through what I'm feeling. Because I think I like to say is, you know, you need to feel to heal. You need to feel those emotions and understand those emotions to heal yourself or you'll never understand what's going on. So I sat there. I, I laid down. It was sort of like a meditation, you could say. And I got into this med meditative state and just let the thoughts come and go. They weren't hurting me. Of course, it was so uncomfortable. It was really uncomfortable. But I, I, I laid there, I laid down and just went through the motions of my, my emotions or notions of my thoughts and, and let them come and let them go and understood to forgive myself. Because again, if you know... I'm not letting you guys down. You guys couldn't give a fuck if I was sober or not. It's a great story, a great narrative. It, it, it's something you could connect yourself to. But, you know, I'm not letting you guys down, nor should I. You know, this is my life and you're living your life. Um, if you looked up to me like that, you know, I appreciate it a lot. But, you know, if, if you're getting power from that, I think you've got to look deeper in yourself instead of going external. And that's a great way to look at it. I'm not saying don't look up to me if you do. But again, I'm only human just like you. I make mistakes and I made a mistake. And I sat there. Instead of running away, literally running away, 
I sat in that room and decided, no, I'm going to be present in the moment. And that is a beautiful segue into that, being present in the moment. You know, anxiety is thinking about things that haven't even happened yet. You know, depression is a mixture of the past, as you know, example, trauma and anxiety, you know, things that haven't happened yet. You know, depression's a hard one because it's different for many people. Um, but I've found being present there in the moment can save a life. Understanding that, you know, what hasn't happened yet won't hurt you and what's in the past has, in you know, has in a way hurt you, but it's gone. It's in the past. So all we have now as, you know, living this human experience is right now, you listening to this podcast, if you are this far in, I thank you again, you are tuned in to this. You are listening to my voice over a speaker in your ear or on a computer being present in the moment. There is nothing, you know, there are no external things going on. It's just me and you. And that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, when I go for my trail runs, I, I'm, I don't like, you know, road running. Sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent again. But, you know, I think this is quite important to get across. Um, you know, when I go for my road runs, I'm not, you know, I, I zone out. I, th- I listen to music. I'm not there. I'm, think- I'm looking at stuff trying to, you know, buy time. I'm not interested in that anymore. Being out on the trails, you know, doing 30 kilometers on a trail run, 25 kilometers on a trail run, being present with my footsteps, looking at where I need to go, making sure I don't trip, it brings you back into your body. You're not thinking about other things. You're not thinking about what's for dinner tonight. You're just making sure that you're not tripping, you know, tripping over and smashing your face on, you know, a rock or, you know, you're present in that moment. And I find myself thinking the clearest when I'm out there, when I'm out in the sticks, when I'm out in nature. And it's grounding. It's very, very grounding. And I think a lot of people who have done something like that, like for example, you know, camping, doesn't have to be trail running, but find your trail running is what I'm trying to say. Find something that's grounding that you don't have to think about other things, external stresses. Because I can tell you, I don't. When I'm out there, it's just me and nature. I take my earphones out. I listen to the trees. I listen to the wind. And it's one of... It's like a drug, to be honest. To be out there alone, you know, it's one of the best feelings in the world. And again, my own opinion, you could find your trail running doing something else. Um, But I think, you know... To, to round this all up, because I do have to go, I have to pick up the children, to round this all off, in conclusion, you know, I could ramble on about mental health for hours, but I think for you guys as the listeners, and if you want to take, you can take what you want from this, you know, I think one of the biggest things is find your trail running, find, I wouldn't say passion, but find something that's grounding, find 
you know, a community to connect yourself to. And I can't stress this enough. It doesn't have to be running. It doesn't have to be fitness. You know, if you're a cook, go cook. If your trail running is cooking, go cook. If it's running, go run. Find a community of runners. Find a community of cooks. Um, if you're a baker, you know you know what I mean. Find find that community, and, and watch as you start to surround yourself with these like-minded people. And I'm not saying with, with depression. I'm not saying it in that sense. But I'm saying you know with with people that have a passion for cooking or running or whatever. And once you find that love and passion, you know things it, things start to change and it's not that easy that's the thing that's the hardest part for us going through this it took me a year and a bit to really you know have the balls to do anything it took me 4 years or 5 years to really find my groove with running and you know finally being able to express myself over this platform um you know, so they're, they're, I hope that gives somewhat of an insight into you know addiction and mental health from my experience. Um, and you know, in in the future, I'll get people on. We we will dive deeper into you know those topics a bit more. But this is more you know something that you guys can connect yourself to to with me. Um, and I, I hope it gives you more of an insight. I don't know. Again, as I said, I'm very new to this and I, I, I might go off on a tangent. I might not. I don't know. I just, I talk how I feel and I feel how I talk. Um, but yeah, I hope, I hope you can pull something from this. I hope I didn't trigger anyone. I hope I didn't offend anybody. Um, but again, if you have any feedback, um, unbiased feedback, I might add, please. Just throw it my way. The more you know, the more feedback I, I get, the merrier. You know, I can make this into something worth listening to. It already is worth listening to, um, but you know what I mean. And again, this is all based on my own experience and what I've been through, just as a human. Um, and I, I, I hope, I hope you can pull something from today's episode. I hope you can translate that into your own story. Um, and, I, you know, I, I just can't wait to get really sink, get into this and sink my teeth um, into getting some more content out for you guys because, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to share my story and experiences to you guys. I want other people to come onto this uh, podcast and share their experiences and I want you guys to pull something from their narrative, their story, and, and, and again, you know, translate that to your story. And that's what I've done in the past. That's how I still do things. I love listening to podcasts with really interesting guests on and taking something, you know, there might be, you know, chunks of it that I don't listen to, but then, you know, there's a little five-minute segment there that I'm all ears and I, I take sentences quotes anything from it um and, that, and that's the beauty of a podcast uh and you know in the in the first episode i did mention you know it it's more of a platform to have a voice to have you guys listen to me purely and solely for me where you know instagram facebook um or you know for visuals 
this is just you and me in the room listening, talking, and and getting an idea to connect yourself to with me. And again, look, thank you so much um, for just being a part of this journey with me. You know, I appreciate all the support. I appreciate everything you guys are doing for me because I want to help. I want to be there for you. I want to be that person that you guys can look to and go, hey, because of you, I didn't give up. Or because of you, I have hope. Uh, because of the people and the guests you had on, I, you know, <laughs> the goal would be, you know, that you didn't kill yourself or, or, or I helped you out of a depression or a depressive state. Yeah, that's my goal, and that's what I want to do. But again, I can't thank you enough. Um, if you want to follow me and you are new to it, uh, I am the Imperfect Athlete on Instagram, and I am the founder of Run For Your Life, a mental health run group based in Burley Heads, the Gold Coast. We do a five-kilometer run every Saturday at 6 o'clock, starting at North Burley. So if you are this far into the podcast, come on down. We're a really great group of men and women that just get it done. And that's the motto. Get it done together. Start your morning strong. Keep your head strong. And most of all, keep you strong. Thank you so much, guys. Peace.